0: From Psalm 32, 1. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord our Savior Jesus, who is the Christ. As Pastor Jason is telling you, we're in the season of Lent. This is the first Sunday in Lent. And we have been gathered by the Holy Spirit here to hear again and again and again what we need to keep hearing because it is by God's word that we are brought to faith and belief and our faith is strengthened. We need our faith strengthened because we live, we are born into sin. There is an oft-repeated story about a seminary professor, great seminary professor, learned, scholarly, Uh, author of many tomes of theological books, and he began his introductory uh, class on Theology 101 by always saying to the students, I can give you the entirety of this course in one sentence. And it is. There is a God, and you're not it. There is a God, but we are not God. That really is the message of Lent in a a nutshell because it also reveals our very sin. Our very sin is that we, of course, love to dare to think that, well, we can be a little bit like God. We really don't need God. By the way, this is Genesis 3. This is the beginning. This is the story of Adam and Eve. There they are in this garden and all the trees God has provided for them that they simply have to receive the fruit that it is giving and then the serpent shows up and Satan asks the question, did God really say you can't eat of any of these trees? Eve in a stone of pen, herself to answer the question she gets it a little confused she goes oh we can eat everything but there's that tree in the middle of the garden oh that we can't eat nor can we even touch it because God has said we shall surely die then Satan gives the temptation oh you will not die for God knows when you eat of the fruit of that tree You will be like God, knowing good and evil. Then Eve has a different view. She looks and she says, It looks good to me. That tree is good for fruit. The fruit is delightful. She desired it. So she ate and... Gave it to Adam and he ate. Lo and behold, what Satan said. Their eyes were opened. Yes, but their eyes were opened to see how naked they were. Living by God's word, simply receiving all that God had to give them, they were always cared for. They knew they had all they needed. The minute they began to think I'm going to be like God and I will get what I need when I want, I can be creator. I can create my own world for me. I can now live by what I will produce. Then they began to see the nakedness. They began to see that now They were exposed, defenseless, ill-equipped to survive. Could you imagine last night having to survive our South Dakota winter evening naked outside? You will surely die. This is how it works. The problem is we keep thinking that we can be like God, we don't need God, Uh, that I can do it. Oh, this is Romans 5. This is the judgment. It falls upon all of us. All of us now are really children of Adam and Eve in the sense that we also share the same sin. Of one man, says Paul we share the same sin the condemnation falls upon all of us and we live under that statement that we shall surely die. Sin, death, the devil are always present hovering over us in life and how do we deal with it? The world continues to live out the lie of Satan. How does the world teach us to deal with life? The world says you can do it. Yes. It's it's within you. Uh, be the magic. You know, be the change agent. You can do it. Just just keep focusing. I mean, I I was brought up on the little engine that could. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. That's all you have to tell yourself is that you can. But what happens when we can't, when we begin to realize, I am not God. Now we are brought to where God wants us to be. If we can't, God must, and God has in Jesus Christ. Paul shares the frustration in Romans 7 of what happens when we start thinking, uh, okay, I I, I know good and evil. Okay, yeah. But Paul goes, the good I want to do is not what I do, while the evil I don't want to do is what I'm doing. Wretched man, who is going to save me from this body of death? We can't save ourselves. If we can't, God must, and there we are turned, repented to Jesus Christ who has. I got the word in there, repented. This is sort of the focus of what Lent is all about. Lent is about being repented by God and what He does in our life. Many times to break that original sin where we want to be like God. We don't really need a God. I can do it myself. I can follow St. Benjamin Franklin, you know. uh, God helps those who help themselves and pretty much just push God out of the way. And when I can't, then I'm repentant. But what am I repented to? Am I repented to a hope in myself? No. I am repented to the one, the one who has actually faced all the temptations that we face daily. We're at the gospel lesson now. In the gospel lesson, Satan shows up just like he did for Adam and Eve and presents the temptations. But Jesus is faithful to the word of God. Adam and Eve were faithful to their own sight and desires and what they thought they needed. Temptation one. Change these stones into bread. What happens when we get that temptation? I mean, what happens when we go, I'm hungry. Uh, I'm needy. I have this emptiness I need to fill. What do we do? We try to fill it. We go forth searching, trying to find what it is that I can give and put and surround myself with that therefore will sate me and fill me and then I won't be hungry. Jesus turns to the Word of God and says, we live by the Word that comes from the Father. Oh, there's temptation too. Temptation too, oh, if you are, then throw yourself off this pinnacle of the temple. Um, oh, God's word says this. He'll catch you up. We, of course, face this temptation all the time, identifying myself. Who am I really? If I am such and such, well, then I should prove it. If I'm a Christian, I should prove it. I need to. I have to. I must. Notice where we're back at. We're back at, I have to, I must, when I can't. And that temptation, Jesus says, no, you do not tempt the Lord your God. And what? He is our definer. He is the one who names us in the waters of baptism. And he claims us and says, this is for us. As we hear that, we know who we are. We don't have to prove anything. We live out the fruits. But what do we do? We flunk that test all the time as I'm trying to uh, virtue signal to everyone exactly how good I am. Third temptation, bring about the kingdom. Satan just said, Jesus, you worship me. You get all the kingdoms of the world without the suffering. We Falling under the sin of Adam and Eve, trying to be like God, we try to create our own kingdoms as we want them to be. And so we are always out, at least I am. I I just love anybody that stands up and goes, hey, let's just create a better world, a brave new world, and then everybody can walk into it. And I don't turn and pray to God, thy kingdom comes. We flunk every single temptation that seems like Satan throws at us. And I'm sitting there in myself going like, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. What do I do now that I can't? I'm repented. God has repented me to turn to Jesus and say, you have. And then... I get to receive what Christ has won. What Christ won as he faces down Satan, as he goes to the cross, as he dies to be raised to then give to us. What? Forgiveness of our sins. This is what I need because my sin is ever before me. As I'm living in this world, as I'm living in this life, I'm always tempted to think, ah, you, it's about you and what you can do. And I'm always repented by God. To realize, no, it is about God, what he has done for me in Jesus Christ, what he has gifted to me, and what he has done, and it's done. Which leaves me to live in faith, in trust, in what I am hearing of Christ for me. God has gathered you here by his Holy Spirit again to hear the preaching of his word. And to hear the preaching when you are receiving, this is my body given for you, when you get to hear the preaching, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of your sin and you with empty hands, not hands that have been grabbing everything you can and full of fruit that now you think is going to give you everything you need. No, with empty hands you receive Christ to then say, for me, Amen.